both doing tech fest. Mm -hmm. Of course. It's very nice to see you on the lineup. I honestly, after you did like the, the headline of the second stage last year, I didn't expect you guys to um, to play, but I'm very happy that you are. Yeah, we weren't expecting it either. But um, when Simon gave us a message and was like, it's going to be the last one. So we figured we should have you. We were like, yeah, we can't say no to that. Really. Can't really say no. It's very sad that it's the last one, though. I oh, know, gutted. But I think it will be back in time. Yeah, it will. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> yeah so you're looking forward to that huh? yeah it'd be great because i had a tooth extracted on wednesday was wasn't it wednesday yeah then on uh friday morning just before we left for download i got i had to well thursday we had to go shoot a music video then friday i had to go back to the dentist because i got dry socket and then I spent the whole time at download just on a huge amount of painkillers and antibiotics. And I just felt like shit the whole time being there. And obviously everyone around me could drink. So they were all having a great time. And I was just sat there in pain. So, right. yeah, it was it was just the worst. Like, I just didn't want to be there. Um, so tech fest, I won't have a horrible infected tooth and uh, I can actually have a laugh. So that would be nice. Have an actual weekend away that isn't full of fucking misery. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it'll be good to play some of those new tunes live, I'm assuming. I don't know how many opportunities you've had to do that yet. Uh, barely any. So, yeah, it will be be great. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. And the lineup is, like, probably one of the best ones they've ever had. So It's, it's silly, isn't it? You're on that stretch, aren't you? Where it's like, you, is it Graphic Nature... Then like Kublai, um, then like Kublai Khan. It's just like that. Church of like five bands is just going to be it's on a sad day. It's going to be violence. mad. Yeah, yeah, I know. And there's loads of people coming down just for Kublai Khan as well. So that'll be funny. Yeah, like yeah. it's weird how that drugs. I remember I didn't go, but obviously that counterparts tour. Uh, mm. When was that? And then people were saying like people left after Kublai Khan. Mm. They just wanted to see Kublai Khan here, fucking ant pile, and then throw some hands and leave. Yeah, pretty much. Completely valid, to be fair. Yeah. Completely valid. I'm looking forward to that. A lot of the Tech Fest fans, bless them, they're there for like a peaceful festival. <laughs> and like, <laughs> oh, when the Kubla Khan fans turn up, I, I feel All like. All the moshers. Yeah, there's going to be some, be some sights to see. Yeah, pretty I'm much. hoping that this year it's uh, equivalent to last year with when Hacktivist play uh, the Kanye cover. I remember last year, last yeah. year seeing all of you in that pit was a great, a great experience. Uh, it will be ten times worse. Willem will be a hundred times worse for Kubla Khan. So yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to see him swinging his swinging his fucking hands and knocking out a bunch of uh, sweaty prog children. Well, I lost you. That won't happen, but it will. So yeah. it will happen. I'm counting on it. I've got money on that. Yeah, I've got money on that. I want to see it happen. I want to see some people get laid out. Not enough people were like actually mocking last year at TechFest, I feel like. I know. It, the vibe was a bit dead yeah, last year, I think. Just like post-COVID and so many bands had pulled out and, you know, so many people just had not turned up that it was just a bit like, meh. bit sour. But, yeah, this year's going to be mental. Can't it's wait. It's going to be great fun this year. So many fucking good bands. So many good bands. It's going to be uh, an absolute riot. Yeah, that's it. It's Blind Summit, In Fear, Monasteries, Vexed, your favourite band, Harriet, and Kublai Khan. 
Yeah. Your favourite band, Harry? Me. <laughs> you about me? Or no, Megan. <laughs> in, a, in a sarcastic way. All right. Well, no, I don't mind Harriet. I um, don't Chelsea Grin. It's funny because Pete's like giving me this uh, persona that I hate Harriet. I don't mind them, but they're just not my cup of tea. Fair enough. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they'll be they'll be good fun. Like I actually haven't managed to see them yet, so that's going to be a first I for me. Yeah, either I did try and give their stuff a listen um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I just can't get through it. It's just not my it's just not my style. Just not into it at all. Completely fair. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it will translate better live. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll make you hate them even more. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> then, then you can scrap it out at Techfest. <laughs> make better music now. Make make it now. <laughs> it'd be good though I think that'll be a rowdy one as well people will probably turn up and actually maybe hopefully start moving for a few of those bands yeah I'm sure they will there was there was that one guy last year that was just basically mosh patrol the entire time I feel like it was there was like a bald guy he had no shirt on the entire festival I think he yeah, was moshing yeah. every single oh. fest every single um, set sorry he That's was uh, he was mad <laughs> Yeah, yeah, big mustache. We'll see if I can see more than eight bands this year. Mm. Yeah, you <laughs> got it, man. Like, we don't end up watching bands at all. We just end up getting pissed and just yeah. being flats in the field. That's pretty much what it is for us. But Grieve experience. It's like, you know, you got to do yeah. it. It's whether you uh, choose to engage with the bands or not. You can just sit in the field with your mates otherwise. It is basically mates fest, though, isn't it? So it is. Yeah, it's it's a big catch-up in a field, big camping trip. Yeah, and hopefully it will actually continue to be hot so I can spend some of this lovely weather outside with my friends instead of inside or working for the whole thing. In a basement time. in Cambridge, Yeah, in a record shop, <laughs> not your house. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a story up right now, but yeah, they're usually a basement in Cambridge. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so you've got... Uh, Go, go on, go on. I was just going to ask on the live stuff, are there going to be any, what's, what's actually being added to the live set from the album? Because I guess Anti-Fetish is because you played that um, that Brighton thing. I what it's called now. Yeah, yeah uh, I always try and call it Burn It Down. It's not, it's Great Escape. Great Escape. Mm. Yeah. Um, then we're doing uh, Cross My Heart and Trauma Euphoria. And then we're going to whack Nepotism in there yeah. as well. Yes. <laughs> Two of my favourite songs. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a good one, fun one to play. I can imagine. What about uh, Extremist? Are you ever going to break that one out live? I would love to, yeah. The boys, however, yeah. would not. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Merrick about that one. <laughs> it was so just funny. like, you wrote the pattern for that one, didn't you? Where it's just like, it doesn't repeat. Yeah. So You're um, mad. I, I like to do that. Uh, and just completely ruin their day but i'll i'll write <laughs> a, like a rap and then Merrick will put a click on and then i'll just go into the booth and do it and then the boys hear it and have to write something to it it's just fun because it's just like it's just a different way of writing and you never really know how the song's actually going to turn out um but the boys hate me for it so that's fun but yeah i would love to, i'd love to do that live because i love the drop at the end but um it's hard Hopefully, um, at some point, we will. Once they can actually, you know, I, I, I would struggle to play that song through, I feel like, even if I wrote it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I definitely, you know. I don't... Yeah, it, it, 
literally just got to memorize a rhythm from start to finish that isn't the same. So um, they're all right, though, to be fair. I think we've done it once and it's okay, but it's just it's just a bit mental because if one bit goes wrong, then you're fucked for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to find your place again. And it's like, well, fuck, I don't even know where I was. It doesn't repeat. Yeah. So, yeah. shit. Um, don't envy Will on that one. No. No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, the main thing is, you know, new album out in... Is it less than two weeks now? Yeah, I think so. Don't wow. Know what the day is today. It's Eleven 20... days. Twenty third, twenty fourth. Yeah, out twenty third. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm really, really excited because um, with Culling Culture, like we'd already outgrown it by the time it came out. So um, I love it, but I cringe a lot of, at it and a lot of the songs. Um, Whereas with this one, it's like we're proud of every single song that's on it. And like, again, that's a bit cringe because it's like it's not cool to be um, like stoked about your own music. But we genuinely are. We like, like love every song. So it's really nice because, um, yeah, we're releasing something we're really proud of. So I just can't wait for it to be out there so that we can actually play them and uh, people, you know, when they come across us, we'll see a lot more music that we actually love instead of songs that um, we don't really like anymore. <laughs> I think the idea that you can't be stoked on your own music is such like a fucking, like, I don't know. That's such a, it's a thing. Obviously, it's a thing that people practice, but it's silly. I think I thought you're allowed to be, you're allowed to be stoked in your own stuff. I think that's even better. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. if, if you love your own stuff, you're a dickhead. And if you don't like it, you're a dickhead, but... You can't win. Well, yeah. We you love like, it. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, our band's all right. Yeah. yeah just say you're sick. It's fine. Like, it's completely fine. Wow, <laughs> um, we really are so proud of it. So. There was a bit less of a, I say a bit, quite a bit less of a lead time between recording and release on this than it was with Cullen Culture as well, wasn't there? Like, Cullen Culture, there was a long time between writing, recording, and actually coming out. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that makes a big difference. Like, yeah. Um, where some of the songs on Culling Culture were like already three years plus old. So we'd like outgrown them a long, long, long time ago. Whereas with Negative Energy, like it took us a year to try and figure out what it was we wanted to do because we had like proper bad writer's block. Couldn't figure out how what we wanted to write or how we wanted things to sound. But as soon as we kind of realised what it was we wanted to do, we wrote the whole album and recorded it in the space of three months. So it was like just the fastest, easiest thing to ever write as soon as we broke down that wall. Um, And yeah, and then it came out, it's coming out like I think three months later. So all in all, the whole thing's been done in about a six month period, which is mental. Um, But at the same time, great, because it feels like we've been sat around doing nothing years <laughs> I, I it's a great it must be a great feeling to actually be able to just do that and put something out so quickly because I feel like with so many bands you kind of have to sit on something for like a year um, yeah. just out of like oh we've got to plan this first and do this and this and this so it must be like we're getting it out in the world as soon as we can that's great let's just yeah. do it that and, was it uh, yeah Definitely. yeah because our management and, and label were like you should probably you know take some time and 
you know, spend a year getting your campaign ready. And we were like, we can't, no, we don't want to sit around for another year just like planning stuff. We'll just, just get it done. We'll, we'll be like shitting it and on the edge of our seats constantly because like we've got a music video coming out in a few days and it's still not been sent back yet. We don't care. <laughs> We're just going to do it. Got to gotta just do it. Which, uh, which song is that for? You know this, Max. <laughs> yeah, I, I just forgot. Uh, that's for trauma. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. Music video out soon. Not been sent back. That's kind of a, a stressful one. But it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah. It will, Things it, will work out. It always works out. In the... Yeah. <laughs> no matter what happens, it works out. <laughs> that's the best thing, to, uh, best thing to think. I'm impressed that you got vinyl pressed for release on this, by the way. Because I feel like that's a that's a that's a big uh, problem. I feel like for a lot of bands, they just can't get that shit done for like a year after things come out. It feels like. Yeah, it was it was a bit tricky to be honest, um, but it's a good thing and a bad thing in the the people that do our vinyl um, and Napalm wouldn't let us choose what we wanted, so it's right. shit in the the. Um, you know, we don't get a say in what colours they are, but it's good in the sense that they were like, this is what we think looks good and we're printing it now so it will be ready in time. So if we want to do like a variation in like a few months after the album's out, we probably will. Um, but it just means that something will be out in time. So, yeah, kind of good and bad at the same time. But um, it does look quite nice. They were, I think they went for Baby Blue, so it does look quite cool. It's a nice little pretty little disc are you gonna have those at tech fest uh well i think we will have they have sent them but they haven't arrived yet i think we'll just have black ones for our own shop okay. um because the blue ones are like exclusive to them and that's a um, europe store isn't it so. yeah yeah but we'll get our own variants at some point i'm desperate to get some pink ones so that would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have much of a hand in choosing the culling culture ones? Because there's like an orange and a red one for that, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, no. Again, no. Um, it's something. It's something about Napalm's like deal. I can't remember the person that does their vinyls, but the deal they have with their vinyl people is that they get to choose the colours. So, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, if it gets done faster, I suppose it's cool. But yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to be like, I want pink with purple splatter. And, yeah, and like a yeah. thing. Maybe you'll yeah. be able to do that eventually. We'll see. I hope. Hopefully, because that would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I love having them. I think they just look like cooler than a CD. Like, yeah. I don't even own a CD player anymore. So, um, who does? Yeah, I know. It's, it's mad that you still sell them. But um, yeah, I just think they look really pretty. I always like getting vinyls and framing them. So, it must be a cool, like, gratifying thing to be like i made this this is like a yeah. thing that i made yeah it and, is very yeah. very cool yeah. yeah you can stick a needle on it and be like oh that's my voice sick cool that's weird <laughs> yeah yeah and uh it'll be something you can you can keep hold of forever really yeah um, put them yeah. up and uh, look at on... them like they're a great piece of artwork but um inside it's like i don't know my my pet my uh mom or sort of friend's mum, sorry, or my grandparents would always be like, we're very proud of you, we just don't like the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's great for the people that like it, but can you yeah, make something a bit yeah. nicer for me next time? 
yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Why that's a conversation. That growling, shouty stuff. Why don't you just sing some more songs about about the best one was uh, my grandparents always used to be like, why don't you write a song about lockdown? I'm, I bet no other bands have done that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no. There's a real hot market on that one right now. Untapped. Untapped. That's, that's a great idea. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. No, I'll, do, I'll do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, though, a lot of the you know lyrical content on this record is very emotionally charged. Not that, I mean, obviously it was on Cullen Culture as well, but on this it feels like particularly like you're quite angry uh, yeah yeah what's uh what's the intention was was it like did you go into it being like i'm fucking pissed and i want to just talk about what i'm pissed off about yeah i mean i felt like with this album i had absolutely nothing to lose because behind the scenes like obviously you guys will know nothing with being in a band is simple and like behind the scenes we've been shot on so much by people in our own team or just by people in the industry. And um, I just got to the point where I was just like, I, I actually don't, you know, got nothing more that we can lose and I just don't really care anymore. So um, I'm just going to say it how it is. And then obviously there was a lot of shit that was going on at home as well um, in my personal life, which was just horrific. And so to try and like write lyrics that were, um, I don't know, just sugar-coated or, like, happy was just just downright lying, to be honest, because everything was just awful. So I was like, well, the only, and that's why it took us so long to write the album, because we were trying, we spent a year trying to, like, write positive messages and, like, um, trying to find, like, a, a silver lining or something to, like, write about all this bad stuff. But there just wasn't one. So the second when... Um, we just sort of realised that everything was shit and let's just write about how bad things are. Uh, it took us three months and um, it was quite healthy. It was almost like a bit of a therapy session for the for the three of us, four of us. So, um, yeah, it was that really, just letting all the honesty out. Did you uh, all have a hand in writing the lyrics for this one then? Was it... Uh, no, it was just me that writes lyrics. Um, but, but the boys were really struggling to write music as well. Um, right. Just complete writer's block from all four of us. Um, and then Al took a step back for the writing after that first year because he was just in such, like, having just such a bad, hard time. Um, and so me, Willem and Jay were just trying to figure it out. Um, and... Uh, but yeah, eventually when we kind of opened up to each other and we were just like, yeah, the music industry is corrupt as fuck. Everyone just shits on you constantly and everything at home is terrible. We were like, oh, we've got stuff to write about. <laughs> you know? Inspiration. That's the silver yeah. lining you were looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's kind of why it's so angry and bitter is because instead of trying to be like, we're in a band and we're happy and things happen for a reason, it was like, nah. Everybody just helps their friends out all the time and nobody gives a fuck if you've worked so hard for a decade, they're just going to give it to their mates, all these opportunities. And um, yeah, it was just just an album of us telling people how it is, I think, as well as sort of explaining the grieving process and things that were happening at home. I think that's a, a nice segue into something that Joe wanted to talk about. I want to talk about nepotism. Well, nepotism, I just said, uh, we were talking about, I was just yeah. like, yeah, I talk about nepotism. I don't know. Um, I guess kind of my, 
So I guess obviously anti-fetish had an interesting response. Do you think nepotism is going to get like a similar, in obviously different different topics? But mm. like, what what response are you expecting to that song? I guess more what? from like an outward, like a fan kind of people listening rather than industry nonsense. <laughs> I think people will probably be a bit butthurt. I think it's going to be a triggering word for a lot of people. Mm. Um, but I think we've done like lyrical explanation videos, which we've all released, which we've, we've done one for nepotism. And that was originally going to be the first single. But then we were like, actually, I can't be dealing with the drama that's going to come with this song. So we'll hold off. Um, I think it could go one of two ways. People or probably both people will either really agree with it and understand it or people will just think we're bitching and moaning whereas like the reality behind it isn't about the bands and the people who get the opportunities because let's face it if i was in a position where it was like my best friend is amazing mates with this huge band and they want to take us on tour everybody would take the opportunities that you're given the point about the song was that it's the enablers and the fact that people don't admit to it. Like, there's a lot of bands at the moment who have been given all these opportunities and these tours, and they're saying, you know, we've worked so hard for this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nah, you're an industry plant and your mate just gave you this tour. Like, the fuck are you on about? Like, like yeah, okay, like you got this sick talk as your mates with the other band just say that just you know just be honest about it just say we're so lucky that we get to go on this tour with our friends come see my band and that would just be sick that would be so cool if people were honest about it but you know people aren't and then you know we've been in situations where um we've had i won't go into names or specifics but we've had people say oh, yeah, we were going to do this for you, but sorry, we've given it to this other person because they've got more clout at the moment. And you're like, but we've been talking for months about this opportunity. We've been working really hard. And they're like, yeah, but it makes me look better if I associate with them. And so it, it's more about, like, the enablers and the people that use these other bands who happen to be trending or whatever as a means to better themselves as opposed to the bands themselves. Um, because again, like if I was best mates with a huge band and they were like, we, we want to take you out on tour. Obviously you're going to say yes. People aren't mm. going to be like, no, you don't turn down opportunities, but just be, just be honest about it. It's as simple as that. And um, unfortunately people aren't honest about it. So um, just got really frustrating and being told that, We've been put forward for this tour, but you know, oh yeah, they this band got it again because they're mates with the person that X Y Z, and yeah, it's uh, becoming very, very much that way. The scene, so I feel like bands who are working really hard don't stand a chance anymore because it's all about who you know and not what you know or how hard you've been working. Yeah, right, that was that's, that's true. Yeah, because I listen, I was just like it's cool that someone's like at least saying this because I, I just said like the word industry plant people flip out not flip out but they get very upset when you use the word and it's like and we've just i know max and i discussed like all oh, my mates well there's nothing particularly wrong with being industry plant like it's nothing wrong like they, there's 
I don't know where it's kind of a thing in kind of, I guess, like rock and like metal where it almost loses you some authenticity. Yeah. But like, you know, things like pop and like, and as we know, like K-pop, for example, it's a thing and everyone knows it. But then like, yeah. but then I don't, I don't, I don't not listen to K-pop because I'm like, oh, they were picked because they're good. Like you've been picked because you're good and the label goes, I will make money off you and they get thrown to it for better or for worse. And then like, exactly. it's fine. Like, and I think because people assume certain negative connotations and perhaps there are, but like, you know, as I know obviously the new trend is people trying to get um, like artists who will get big on TikTok. So then obviously yeah. you're, you're seeing a certain group of artists who have quite clearly been selected for that market um, yeah. and who then um, get pushed. And yeah, I think like then people kind of kick off. And I think obviously, yeah, people do get, I mean, I'm not name bands, but people do quite clearly get opportunities on tours because of name value. And like, even with the friends, I think, as you said, it's fine to say you do stuff because you're mates with them. Like, yeah. and obviously I hope I can come but I hope someone doesn't make sense, but obviously like certain bands get put to like tech fest because Simon's friends with them. Even yeah. on our, even he's, on our... he's transparent about that. They can be yeah. transparent about that. Like, but, exactly. Even yeah, on, like... yeah, and obviously we're we're not as big, but even like our website, we we cover bands and include bands because we're friends. <laughs> like, exactly. it's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, t- I totally agree. It is completely fine. You know, that's how we got TechFest because Simon's yeah. a mate of ours. Um, but yeah, it's it's when it's uh, bands, you know suddenly opening for absolutely ginormous bands or playing main stage download with like one song out and you're yeah. like you know okay great just just admit you know that you got given this opportunity because your mate gave it to you don't say you've worked really hard because yeah. that's bullshit yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone works hard like i i mean obviously not everyone but you know most people like work hard um so like it's not really like oh yeah we're harvest but like so is like so is everyone else like you know it's been like in in fear work um like super hard like graphic the graphic nature lads work yeah. like super i mean obviously they're you know getting like just rewards for it but yeah like they work really hard and like i don't think i've come up we've come across a band who i've been like do you know what they're a bit they're a bit lazy aren't they so yeah exactly yeah. it's obviously not because they worked hard that they got really big it is because of it i mean down to pretty much every band i think blowing up and whatever like tiktok fame supporting slots or whatever it's either going to be luck or it's going to be because of someone you know it's never yeah. actually like grafting gets you at a certain level and you can mm. build up smaller communities and stuff but there is going to be there is a point where it has to switch yeah and um and that's the thing and i think either of those things are absolutely fine and justifiable yeah. it's the people that are just lying about it or the people who are enabling it and have promised you certain things and then say, actually, no, sorry, we promised you this for the last six months, but we're now giving it to somebody else because they've got TikTok clout or something yeah. where you're like, you know, that's the artistic that, integrity in that. Yeah. Well, you know, and just like moral integrity, you know, if you've yeah. promised somebody something, keep your promises, you know, don't just suddenly say we've changed our mind because it will make me look good if I associate with this band, you know? Yeah. So, um, that was all it, it was about because, you know, I've I've been able to get a really good friendship with Matt Heafy. Like in the last six months, we talk a lot and he's a lovely guy. And if he suddenly invited us out on tour, I'd say, you know, I have a really good friendship with this guy and we get along really well. And he's invited us out on, our, on a tour, you know. Um, I wouldn't just 
you know, try and say anything else. So, yeah, I think you guys get my point. But I don't know how people will um, interpret it, interpret it how they want to, I suppose. But um, everyone will be upset about something, as always. People like to be upset about things. That's the crux exactly. of it, especially in the metalcore world. Oh, my God, people, yeah. Okay, people aren't, aren't happy with anything. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I definitely think there is this, this culture in... I was going to say UK music, but I guess it's probably across the world is the case, yeah. but uh, where you have to come across as self-made at this point. Like, it's like, we, you know, we started from nothing, start from the bottom, and now we're whatever the fuck. Like, yeah. but, but, you know, you know that it's not that that's getting you places. If you if you got like a million monthly listeners on Spotify, you didn't get it because you fucking, yeah, you played exactly. a bunch of local shows. <laughs> like, exactly. um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's good, it, it, like Joe said, it is good to have someone in the position that you are, like, being like, you know what, this is, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. you can have these connections, but you don't, don't fucking tell me you don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, don't, it's very fucking obvious that you do. There is no reason that the band of this size gets this platform without knowing this person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't lie about it, because you just make other smaller bands feel like absolute shit for it. You know? Like a dick. Exactly. Yeah, you just look like a bellend, so just be honest about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. And I think I don't know if Max is saying, but you do like you do say like it's hard not to see like the matey matey stuff and being like, oh, that person's friends with like oh that oh they're in their magazine. What like what a surprise! Yeah, and, and it's all a wire that connects eventually. Yeah, and that's just like yeah, yeah. It's all shit. I mean, I don't really give a shit about the stuff now. Like so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's a fucking waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I think that's that's something that has like this album has taught us is just don't get involved. Like oh. ev ev everybody um, in the sort of higher up places is corrupt. Nobody gives a shit about the actual bands. It's just about money and clout. So just um, just keep good people around you, basically. What a great industry we're in. Yeah, I know it's lovely, great. isn't it? It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um... I want to talk about the uh, the secret vocal feature on this album from uh, on yes. PTSD, <laughs> <laughs> Mister uh, Lil Fuente, <laughs> doing his uh, best news uh, news announcer voice, isn't it? <laughs> Funny because I can't take that song seriously, no matter how many times I listen to it, because it's like a really deep song, and like I've had people. Um, who I've been speaking to, but like, yeah, it's really took me by surprise. It's a really deep song. It really hit me hard, and I'm like, I can't. I just laugh because it's Merrick. It's Merrick. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize, and then he told me, and I was like, oh, fuck's sake, I can't. Yeah, I, yeah. song ruined. <laughs> so um, it's all ruined. It's one out of ten. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's Best cool though. Great job. You did a great job. Yeah. And you actually got the vocal feature from Lockie Keo, though. That's cool. Yes, very um, cool. How did that do, come about? Doing his best vocals. Nice doing his girl. best vocals. Yeah. Um, so I've been like a major fan of Alpha for a few years now. And I think they kind of realized that I was this ridiculous super fan. Um, and probably to get me to shut up, they were like, yeah, we'll feature on your fucking album. Like, stop. Please stop messaging me. <laughs> Stop promoting <laughs> our band, please. Um, <laughs> no, so uh, we we've been talking to them for a while because they're just lovely people, and um, we've been trying to tour together, but that's a whole different story. Um, and um, yeah, just 
when uh, we started writing Lay Down Your Flowers, <clears throat> we always wanted to have a feature on the album. Um, and we originally were talking to somebody else, but their fee was so high that we were just like, yeah, we can't do this. Um, and um, Lockie was always our number one as well, but because he was touring at the time, we didn't think it was possible. So when um, this other person who was our sort of number two was like, yeah, I'm going to be five grand. Um, and we were like, yeah, we can't afford that. Um, and then Lockie was like, I've actually got a month free, send me the song. It worked out perfectly because he was our first choice. He's who we wanted to work with. Um, and uh, yeah, he just fucking nailed it in one, just got it done. And then he went back off on his tour. And uh, it was really kind of him because they have been so busy. They don't get any time at home. So the fact that... Um, he was just like, yeah, I've got a month. Let's do it. Um, he got it done and and nailed it. Yeah, his vocals are insane. They're so good. They're gnarly. They're gnarly as fuck. Yeah. No, it's really cool. They've been busy though. Yeah, I feel like I've I've very very rarely gone more than two months without seeing a new a new to, nor to, ugh, I can't speak new tour poster from them. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the world, be that the UK. I think they came to the UK a lot. Uh, they came, is it once or twice last year? They toured the US like three times. <laughs> like they just in the stop. UK like two months ago, weren't they? Because obviously you went in your mag. Yeah, yeah, I went and saw them. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't go in the end. I was going to. I think it was yeah, train they... strikes or some shit. Yeah, they were great. It was really good, really fun night. Um, um, yeah, they're all over the place. All over the place. They just don't stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's really cool. You got that because. Uh, it's a really, really sick feature. I feel like it really ties that song together. Um, yeah, and I, I, I do want to talk about anti fetish. Obviously, you've probably, uh, you've, you've probably seen all the comments and, and shit a million times over. But uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the, like Joe said earlier, I think the response to that song is quite interesting. I did see a few uh, very clearly um, a fucking loud motorbike outside. Jesus Christ! Uh, I saw a, a few uh, tone deaf comments <laughs> on that video. So funny. Yeah. So people are um people that it just completely goes over their their heads it just proves the point of the song i think yeah for sure yeah people being like oh mate i love this song i'm going to feature it on female fronted rock bands.org <laughs> <laughs> i saw one that was something to the tune of that and i was like mate there is a web is... i think there is an actual i came across it ages ago if you just find like shit when you're like i don't know looking for us is out there i think there is something other website along those lines and it looks like absolute yeah. shit as well oh, <laughs> <God>. yeah <laughs> have you heard so... any sorry go on. go on well i watched a couple of review videos i'll always watch ones of like um youtubers or people that i trust and like and even if they don't like the song i appreciate them reviewing it um but i watched one not that long ago um of a couple of blokes who i'd never heard of and after they'd finished watching it they were like yeah it's a good song but like they do sound like spirit box and i was like oh, how on what fucking planet does that sound like spirit box like it sound anything like spirit box even on like spirit box's heaviest stuff it sounds nothing like them and i like spirit box i actively listen to spirit box we sound nothing alike so again it just kind of proved the point that um a lot of people just can't look past um the tits to be honest so yeah it's yeah basically the the exact crux have you had anyone ask you uh the dreaded question on any of the interviews for this album cycle 
what's it like to be a woman in metal? <laughs> um, yes. Oh, do you scream like that? <laughs> the, fun- the funniest thing, though, is that um, because I've been really poorly with my tooth, the boys have had to take over a couple of interviews, and a lot of the time they'll get asked, um, well, I, I've got all these questions from Megan, but I guess you'll have to answer them. What do you think it's like being a woman in metal? And the boys are like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> like, that's, it's, it's so tone deaf. It's so fucking tone deaf. I just, I can't even imagine putting that question to paper and being like, yeah, this is going to be a hard hitting question. This is what people need to know right now. Yeah, I know. Because that's the thing, even from like a journalistic point of view, what is the question? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't really understand what the question is. Like, has anybody ever asked you, what's it like to be a male journalist? I'll, I'll be like, normal. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like being a journalist. It's but like I'm being normal. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. No, it... It's just an absurd thing. And you'll still see people being like, oh, Spirit Box, I like if Paramore had breakdowns. And I'm just like, I've, how do you even get to that? It is literally just like you see woman and you go, that's what they sound like. They sound like woman. Yes. That's the yeah. genre. That's the yeah. genre. That and, dreaded fucking yeah. female fronted genre tag I always see online. It's like, that's not a fucking genre. Yeah. And we'll often get the... Uh... I don't really like female-fronted metal, but I thought this was all right. <laughs> I think like, I saw a comment like that on Antifetish. Yeah, like like it all just sounds the same. But yeah, it's it's just a very um, select kind of metal fan. But to be honest, I have seen a bit of improvement. Like I've spoken to a few people now who have commented or messaged me being like, you're one of my favourite female-fronted bands or this is on my female fronted playlist and I'll be nice to them and try and explain how that is problematic without trying to like make them feel stupid or try and dishearten them. You know, I'll try and say to them like, do you mind just calling us a metal band? Cause it actually has nothing to do with anything between my legs. You know, it's, we're just a band. Um, and they're like, Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't see it from that point of view. Yeah. Fair enough. So I think if you can just talk to people about it, um, without sort of having a go at them, try and get them to see it from your point of view. There are people who are starting to realise that it is just dumb and an alliteration obsession. Um, And, you know, it's kind of as simple as that, really. But there'll always be people that are just dicks and just don't like women in metal. So, you know, that'll never go away. So No, that's never going to go away. That's always just going to be like a cultural thing with metal, I think. I feel like the whole... uh... You know, I, I guess you call it the elitist culture around metal. I, I literally don't think that's ever going to go away. It might get a bit quieter over the years, but those people are always going to be in the comment section being loud as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh just want to talk about the song name as well, Auntie Fetish. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of people that have said that is amazing. I need to, like, come up with a drag queen, like, I don't know, costume and idea. All the boys can. They can be Auntie Fetish. They can, they can, yeah, they can be the aunties. Yeah, they can. Get them all in some, uh, get them all some dresses. Yeah, you know, let's do it. Tech fest. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Merrick said that one, and I, uh, I just, I have not been able to look at that song name the same since. It's kind of like probably the same with listening to PTSD. It's like you know too much. 
yeah. you've seen too much. Yeah. And now I and now I just can't. Now I just can't anymore. It's funny because my brother works in Cambridge Picture House or something. He works in like one of the posh cinemas in Cambridge. <laughs> and um, a colleague of his was like, oh, Megan's your sister. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, please, can you just text her Auntie Fetty? And he was like, That's what? my <laughs> fault. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> my mate Sam works at the Picture House. That's and he. Him. That's him. And I said, can you message, can you get Daniel to message Megan saying, Auntie Fetish, please? Yeah, I had no idea what the fuck it was on, he was on about. Not a clue. And I was, was like... my fault, yeah. yeah. It, really, it really made me laugh. It really made me laugh. Because my brother, bless him, he's like really supportive and liked metal. But like he doesn't get overly involved in my stuff because... Right. And I don't want him to either because we just find it a bit cringe. Um so he'll ask me how he'll ask me how things are going and we just keep it at that. But yeah, he was like, What the fuck does Auntie Fetish mean? I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I now know. you got to the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. That was the funny as fuck. Cause yeah, I, I think he mentioned one day that he'd start working there and he was like, Have you ever heard of the band Vexed? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then obviously, you know, he was he had started working there apparently I was like, yeah. fuck? okay cool small world obviously you are fairly local so it's not that exactly. crazy i suppose yeah. but uh, and yeah. we do have a weird surname so um yeah not like many people have the surname target so no no though i think uh the only reason my mate found out is because he was like telling my mate about <laughs> your band <laughs> oh bless it <laughs> so, you, you, you like metal have you listened to the band vex before oh. <laughs> <laughs> trying his hardest <laughs> silently song. supportive yeah yeah that's very funny though <laughs> it's very funny um yeah so uh obviously you know we talked about how there's a lot of stuff on here that's very pissed off and i'm obviously not going to make you go into detail about it but there's also some very emotionally charged stuff on here as well yeah like, that's cool uh, yeah i'm happy to talk about it that's fine yeah um so like it's not the end is gorgeous and very very fucking sad it made, it made me like Cry. I think that's the first time it's made me like ever. I mean, not ever, but like, yes, it was made me cry at like, fucking age. I was just like, oh wow, tearing up. I'm so. Sorry, but also thank you because, um, yeah, it's it's a very very he- emotionally heavy song. Yeah, and uh, it's also I guess think appropriately one of the more melodic ones on there. I'd say it's a it's a lot more like. In an album that is like borderline deathcore at points, it feels like a very sort of somber break from that sound. Yeah. And uh, it really makes its own place through that, I think. Was there an intention with that? Yeah, definitely. Um, Because it's obviously about my grandpa who died, um, he was probably the band's biggest fan, but also didn't like the music. So when... um, like he'd wear our merch and be like, yes, he'd go fishing with like his country friends and be wearing a Vex t-shirt and be like, yes, this is my granddaughter's band. Terrible, but, but go support them, you know? Um, (laughs) And uh, yeah, he was just, um, you know, the best at supporting us. And so I knew that to write a song that was sort of an ode to him, I'd have to put bits in it that I thought he would like, which is, um a bit odd i suppose but um yeah it needed to be um a bit of everything i think um so yeah it was um it was the last song that we recorded that i did vocals for because i knew that it would be 
absolutely horrific to try and record vocals for it. Um, and uh, bless him, Merrick was brilliant because I was just sobbing throughout the whole thing. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't like crying in front of people. Um, so I was just sort of crying in the booth being like, Merrick, I'm so sorry, don't judge me. And he was like, it's fine, go again, Take do the next take. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... Um, it was a difficult one to do, but I'm glad we did it because um, I think it's probably one of my favourites. It's definitely Willem's favourite on the album. Um, and yeah, just it needed to be done, but um, doing it was was a proper journey. Mm. I imagine that's not going to be a live set staple. Well, yeah, probably not a staple. It'll definitely be specific shows that we'd play that at um, because it is such a sensitive and vulnerable topic it's just not something that i feel like sharing with people that you know aren't there to see us specifically so um we would like to play it uh but yeah it'll have to be very specific shows for sure like a headline crowd kind of thing yeah i think yeah so. yeah would love to see that though would love to see that. there's loads of songs on here that i feel like i that would be like fantastic experiences live one way or another either <laughs> through something like that where it's just like super like ah oh my god or uh just because i want to hit someone you know <laughs> <laughs> for like the, two valid two valid reasons yeah the album's got that that good spread i feel like and um but that yeah that song is definitely definitely i think that's my favorite on there and uh yeah i'm glad you managed to get those words out in a in a, in a way that i hope actually uh helps uh helps you deal with it in some regard you know what i mean like yeah. I don't know. Obviously writing a song about that is never going to be easy. No, it was it was horrific to be honest. Um but it I mean a lot of the lyrics um to go quite deep into it. Um so I had to quit my job and care for him at home um by his bedside. Um and he was given 18 months but he actually only lasted 3. Um and so he couldn't breathe on his own. He had to have oxygen 24-7. And so we had to set up a bed downstairs in the living room and uh, somebody had to be awake with him 24-7 in case he couldn't breathe. And so for three months, I just slept on a sofa next to him. And I didn't have anything to do other than just sort of sit and watch him and be on my phone. So I, I wrote the lyrics whilst I was sat next to him, which kind of makes it, um, even more difficult to sing and to record and to do live because it's like, it's not like I wrote about it a few months after it had happened. I was literally writing it next to him. Um, so it's it was a very much in the moment encapsulating it. Um, so yeah, you can't really get more vulnerable or more... Um, personal than that song um so yeah I'm, I'm glad that people can um hear that I suppose um but also feel really bad because like I've had a lot of like the boys mums texting me being like it made me cry and I'm like I'm really sorry I didn't mean to ruin your day <laughs> <laughs> I think um I think that's a good sign though surely <laughs> it, the song's <Yeah>. worked <laughs> yeah um 
I suppose that's one upside to you know bearing your soul on the on the page for a minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a, it's a it's a rough one. I'm very sorry you've had to go through that. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. Sometimes some of the best art is through through pain like that. But my God, that does not make it worth the pain sometimes. No, uh, I mean it's it's awkward for people to talk about it. It's awkward to you know have to listen to it. But um, yeah, ultimately. Something did come good came out of it, which is that song. So you know, yeah. um, if that's all it is, then that's okay. It's a fitting ode. A yeah, nice little ode. Yeah. yeah. Um, suppose on on more fun sides of the record, though, stuff like "Cross My Heart," though, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a toughie line. <laughs> I feel like. That's gonna, I, is that going to make a, an appearance at Techfest? Yes, that will, said, be, yeah. that will be. Will yeah. be. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is probably one of my favourites off the album. So I'm really looking forward to playing that live because, um, yeah, just finally got to sort of do some vocals that I really, really have wanted to do for a long time. And, uh, yeah, that'll be great live. I can't wait to do that one. That'll be that'll be a great one. And there's no place like home as well, I feel like would be a really fun one live. Build again. You're on main stage this year, aren't you? We are, yeah. Um, big. It will be, and we're, we're doing some... Um, very different things live as well so we're excited to see what people think of that um Ooh. yeah should be interesting what kind of stuff are we talking here can you talk about it or is it going <laughs> to have to be a secret um so we're bringing um some of our dancers we're going to have our dancers there that's good um, and uh yeah we're doing some different things with like our stage setup so it should be like a lot more of a visual experience as well as just um the music so hopefully it goes well and we don't just sort of fuck it up but uh, <laughs> uh yeah fine. yeah we're really looking forward to it because it is just different for us so yeah as long as you don't fall over on the first uh sub drop like hayden did last year in the in fear set uh you'll be you'll be fine i'm sure oh i've done it so yeah if it happens it's just another one to the list just uh, <laughs> yeah. if it happens we'll have to just turn away don't worry it's fine you get it to get up it's fine and then we'll turn it back around it's cool we didn't see anything. <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be a fun one. Though. It's going to be a really fun one. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Like uh, that that stage always sounds great. Both stages sound great, but that stage particularly sounds really good. So I feel like some of these heavier tunes are really going to translate well on that stage. Yeah, it should be fun. We've always wanted to do main stage. So when Simon asked if we wanted to um, do it just for the last time, we were like, fuck yeah, we need to. Yeah, Definitely. I feel like it's the attitude a lot of people who've been asked last minute to do it has been it's like it's the last opportunity to do this fuck it let's just go and have a party basically yeah. let's just yeah, send exactly. it exactly. yeah exactly my thinking i know i've asked before but the logo for the album is like it's meant to be k-pop isn't it or like the ring of the stick i don't really know like it wasn't originally intended to be k-pop okay. i just i just love um 3d art and like all that sort of vibe that aesthetic um, and then when people said it looked K-pop, I was like, oh, yeah, it actually does. So it's kind of like a happy coincidence, I think. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it wasn't intentional, but um, it is uh, an added bonus. Was it like a spec or an intention with the artwork? Was it like, can you evoke this, please? Yeah, so I actually um, made it on basically the iPhone equivalent of paint. Um, <laughs> and and um, 
sent it to a designer and I was like, I really want this, but not terrible. And um, yeah, he just sent back a few versions of what, you know, the album art is now and just absolutely nailed it. Because um, I just love um, the whole sort of like melted metal um, 3D aesthetic and knew that that's kind of the road we wanted to go down with the artwork and the look. So, um, yeah, I just did a terrible um, version of it. And then, uh, yeah, our artist, Andre, um, drew it up and, and did it perfectly. So, yeah, he's amazing. Um, his uh, Instagram, he just he does loads and loads of different things. It's his job and uh, just incredible how talented some people are. And like he did that in a week. It was just insane. It's pretty yeah. crazy. crazy he, that's it's rule pick, it's like rule pick designs, isn't it? On Instagram. So he did um the insides of the album. Oh, okay. But actually uh Laliette is his um Instagram handle. Um and he's a I think he's Russian. Um but he's a lovely, lovely guy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and he does all that sort of stuff. So he did the actual front cover. Nice, yeah, called cool. Post Night, yeah. Talented by Layette and Roll Prick Design, just because Roll Prick does all like the mood. I thought you said that completely wrong. Yeah, it does all like the mood room and darker stuff, which is really cool. Oh, Rui. Cool. Yeah. Rui Carnero, isn't it? Yeah, so Rui did all the sort of um, melted metal on the inside and like all the booklet and stuff. And then Andre um, did the Dragonfly and the logo. So it was sort of a, a collab. I haven't seen the inside yet. I want to see the inside. I'd like to. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I will want to pick something up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. I didn't know Rui did any of that. That's cool. I love his art. He's yeah, he's sick. amazing. Yeah, front 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 artwork is cool as well. The the, the colors are freaky. Yeah, it looks, really... it's just kind of unsettling. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the vibe we were going for. We wanted it to kind of almost be a bit cutesy, but then at the same time, it's not. Um, yeah. Yeah, he got it spot on. It's like bittersweet almost. That's, <laughs> exactly. the, that's the vibe. That is really cool. It fits. It fits the album as well. I think it's, it's just like, yeah, bittersweet. Because um, yeah, I remember when we spoke last time, you were like, "I'm sick of looking at red and orange." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. In a new yeah. era now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because we were trying so hard to like be metal and like be aggressive and like. I don't know, just stand out as being a proper metal aggressive band. Whereas this time we were just like, I'm sick of barbed wire, I'm sick of red, I'm sick of, you know, all that sort of stuff. So um yeah, bit bit different in contrast, but fun to do something different. Definitely. I mean the uh the alternative kind of aesthetics of they've been a thing in the merch designs recently as well, like the the sort of uh I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a bootleg band shirt one you did last year with the the glitzy logo. Yes, <laughs> very glitzy logo. It's like a like a bootleg thing you'd find at some like market stall of a glam metal band. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that kind of aesthetic. It's just like yeah, fuck the whole like we need to be dark and metal. Let's just be like yeah. glitzy and have fun with it. Yeah, we just like to make things that we personally like, and I I'm sure you guys are the same. Don't actually listen to metal all the time, like. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm listening to Charlie XCX or Ash Nico or you know oh. something like that. So, um, and the boys are the same. Um, and the clothes we wear, we don't walk around wearing battle jackets and um, carrying Viking drinking horns. So, 
Watch um, a fucking Greaves do that, mate. Have yeah. a shower. <laughs> so, yeah, we just wanted to do stuff that we actually listen to, like, wear. Um, and yeah, it's nice. It's far more authentic. Definitely, yeah, uh, definitely feels more authentic because I feel like there are so many bands that will just do like the same design but with yeah. their logo on it and like their lyrics. Yeah. But it's like, it's fundamentally it's the same thing. And it's just like, I don't know, guys, let's just try and like, what do you like? Exactly. And maybe, maybe they are in love with, you know, 2013 metalcore band shirts. Maybe they are. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like you got to, you got to, you got to step out a little bit. No, again, no, no shade. It's, it's a very common thing. It's fine. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I spend most of my time not listening to metal for the most part. I feel like uh, got Lana Del Rey in the background here, so no. I feel like that's it. That's an indication of something. Very um, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck listening to metal all the time. Oh my god. I love metal. It's like mm. my bread and butter. It's my favorite thing. But I couldn't listen to it twenty four seven. No, you get bored of it, surely. Like, I feel like a lot of the sort of battle jacket crowd who are just like, I only want to listen to metal all the time, and if it's not metal, it's shit. I'd just be yeah. like, I feel like that's just a really one-dimensional way to live, to oh, be honest. God. You can't really appreciate those moments when you listen to metal if you're listening to it all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's probably why these people have such a fucking warped perception of what bands sound like what. It's because like, everything they listen to sounds the same. Yeah. So when they listen to two things that sound different to that, like, oh, that means they must be the same. Yeah. So like I do listen to nothing Metallica and Anthrax and like, oh, Spirit Box and fucking Vex sound the same. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> Come the fuck on, dude. Doesn't. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, you've probably seen far more of that than I have and heard directly far more <laughs> of, that, of that than I have. So preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, was there a lot of that a download this year, do you feel like? A lot of what, sorry? Greeby, weird, sexist dudes being like, oh, the female-fronted bands are a bit shit, but this one's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we heard a few things like that. I mean, I, you always will. Um, but it depended on the day. Like, the Bring Me Day, it was just a lot of, like, they, it didn't look like metalheads. It was just a lot of... Um, just standard everyday looking people that you'd see walking down the street. And then the Metallica day was just like all the mums and dads are here. Um, <laughs> and, um, and my brother. Um, and then, uh, and then the Slipknot day was um, just carnage, just everyone and every sort of type of person you can think of. So um, I did hear a, a comment that made me laugh. There was some bloke, I was walking past going back to camp and he was like, I've never seen so many boobies in my whole entire life. <laughs> the best weekend ever. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Willem were just like, oh, all right. <laughs> That's what you've taken from the weekend. <laughs> Fair you go to a music festival, you're like, oh, I'd love boobs. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. That, that rocked. Like the weekend. Okay. All right. He, at least he took something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy it, mate. <laughs> Fucking um, weirdos, man. Oh no, I know mental, but uh, no, it was it was too it was alright to be fair. Um, I didn't really hear a, a lot, so I think things are getting a bit better. I hope so. God, I fucking hope so. I don't know. Maybe it's just like that they've learned to shut up. Maybe, yeah, which Maybe. is also fine. You know, that's I think fine. Yeah, everyone has a right to be a dick in the privacy of their own home. So, but as long as they're not subjecting the greater public to it, then it's exactly more yeah. acceptable i suppose but they can still shut up it's probably better <laughs> yeah 
Um, yeah. I was just going to ask you, did you go six? I know you saw graphic. That's nature, exactly what I was going to ask. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Highlights of the weekend. Yeah, so I went, the only people I was going to download for really were Graphic Nature and Lake Malice. They were both amazing. Both Lake Malice completely, Yeah, they both completely nailed their sets. Um, didn't let their nerves show at all. They were just brilliant. Um, graphic Nature, I know I'm biased anyway, but like best set of the weekend, just absolute fucking filth people were throwing down like people were leaving Lorna Shore to come watch them and like that's saying something so they they absolutely fucking nailed it um and then bring me I wanted to see because they were like bring me with the band that made me want to be in a band um so seeing them was amazing um did have a little bit of a cry which is embarrassing but um yeah just uh they were incredible and then I saw Evanescence, and Amy Lee is just pitch perfect. She never, ever hits a bad note. So that was incredible to watch. Um, and then who else did we see? We saw Parkway. That was really cool. Um, and then apart from that, I, I saw Three Days Grace. Um, Great. Because me and my brother used to listen to them when we were little, and we were, like, you know, headbanging along to... I hate everything about you and that sort of thing. Um, Feeling like you're 10 yeah, years old mostly... Exactly, yeah. Just like, it's not a phase, mum. Just, you know, that kind of band. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't. there wasn't a huge amount that I wanted to see, but, um, yeah, Bring Me, Graphic Nature, Late Malice, and um, Parkway were sort of the top four, I think, for me anyway. Yeah, I, I, I still want to see, see Madness live at some point. Oh, I, They're I always on tour, so... I saw them last month with uh, with Vicodi. They were fucking great. They were yeah. really fucking good. And Alice is just such a good front person. She's just... Yeah. She just knows how to work a crowd. She doesn't give a fuck. Like, she just lets go and is just... She's just brilliant. So, yeah, she uh, dominated the stage. It was really cool to see. Was she wearing that, what I imagine to be, unbelievably sweltering bodysuit? That download as well oh my god yeah she was yeah yeah she wore it the crawford arms in milton Keynes, and that room was like fucking 45 degrees i swear well she um, put a thing up on her um instagram being like should i wear my pvc latex dress or should i wear my bodysuit and i was thinking oh fuck wearing pvc <laughs> like like in that heat and then fuck either of those. i think at least she would have had some like air hitting her legs or something but um yeah, I think no matter what you wore, it was going to be horrifically hot. But um, yeah, they did amazing. It was really cool. Yeah, suffer for your art, I suppose, is the is the mantra, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, they they sound amazing live, and I'm glad they got to play someone that I download because that's a big that's a big yeah. thing for them. Yeah. Um, you know, they're making waves, so it's not really it was going to happen one day. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, same with GN actually. Yeah, graphic Nature play and download. Yes. Huge. Fucking huge. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. they nailed it. And I didn't know if they would go on in their windbreakers, but they fucking did. They committed to it. Um <laughs> They committed to the windbreakers. <laughs> physically sick, like standing there looking at them in their windbreakers. Um but uh all of them bar Jack, the drummer, he took the windbreaker off. I was like, Oh, how can you be drumming in a windbreaker today? But yeah, Sticky. he gave up. Oh just just 
painful, but bless them, they they nailed it. They, were they nailed so it. Good. So good. From the pictures, it looked like there was a lot of people seeing them as well, which is yeah. The tent great. was the tent was rammed, and you know people were really going hard in the pit, and uh, it was just great to see because they're just lovely people and they work really hard and they're just genuinely nice people. So um, and there's not actually that many genuinely nice people in the music scene. So um, yeah, it was really nice to see them just thriving and um, people just receiving them so well. And their music just sounded fucking huge in that tent. It was so good. Did they play sour? Yeah, they did. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Sick load. That's fucking awesome. I Yeah, I haven't been able to see them uh, yet, but obviously I'll see them at TechFest. So that's going to be... That's, I'm excited for that. The... Um, I remember we were talking to Harvey when around the time the album came out, and he didn't think that "Sour" was going to be a hit. I think I think he said it was like one of his least favorite songs on the album. I think he's mad for that. He's yeah, mad for that. Yeah. No, it went down really well. Every song, so good. Yeah, I'm. I'm and looking that, that album is amazing. That album's great. That album's really fucking good. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're next, though. You know, I'm sure main stage download next year. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, no, all the things have happened. <laughs> no, we would, we would love to play download. Um, I don't think I can bring myself to go there as a punter again. I've got um, so many blisters on the soles of my feet from walking so far. Um, yeah, I'll either uh, have to take like a scooter or something to ride on Sick. or play. I'll do one or the other. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I'm going to do a festival like that, I'm going to get a hotel. I'm not going to camp. I can't. I can't hack that shit. If it's tech fest, it's fine. Yes, tech yeah. fest is different. Yeah, but it's um, like a two minute walk away from a shower and an indoor toilet. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah, I will never have camping again. Yeah, no, no, no. Can't be asked with that. Can't be asked with reading. No. Not doing it, mate. Bloodstock. Don't want it. Don't, no. Just don't. Can't do it. I'm not giving um, them my money. <laughs> You're giving them your, I'm, you're not, giving them... I'm not giving Bloodstock any of my money. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not to. I'm not paying. You know, hundreds and hundreds of pounds to be uh, caked in sweat in front of in front of a bunch of uh, battle jacket dweebs for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no matter how many of my mates are there, <laughs> at least at least a tech fest. You know, everyone can can shower and should shower. Yes, exactly. For the love of God, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I feel like if TechFest didn't have that, then that would be uh, insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, that'd be uh, that'd be great. It'd be it'd be cool to see you on a stage like that, though. I mean, I feel like uh, when we've been, I, mean, I remember hearing you when Elite came out all those fucking years ago. Through, I can't even remember who sent me the song. Someone sent me the song like, "This is fucking sick," and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking sick." And then. Uh, I really want to redo um, Elite. I really want to um, re-record the vocals and kind of do a newer version of it because I was so um, shy about my screw. And I didn't think I was good. So I was just them bring out that song again, sort of a lot more confidently with my voice because uh, I do love it. You don't play that song live anymore, do you? Do you? Uh, no, not really. I, I like to, but the boys hate playing it live because of the breakdown at the end. It's like quadruplet 
like and they're like please don't because it's always at the end of a set as well when they're fucking dead and they're like we can't do this please stop so yeah we don't do it very often but i love doing it so if we if we re-released it i think we'd have to bring it back that would be that'd be really cool would you get the you get another vocal feature or would you get cj back or what like how would you do it Yeah, probably, yeah, probably keep, uh, change it to an eight, make it a bit heavier. Um, yeah, do that sort of thing. Low and slow. Boom, 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 you know. Keep it all yes. fucking sludgy and disgusting. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> Love that. I think there's, there's something in uh, revisiting old works like that and making them revitalized that I think people can really connect with as well. I feel like people uh, really appreciate it. Like Thrice just did it with their, with Artists in the Ambulance. That shit rocks. Actually, oh cool like, i didn't know that. yeah yeah I, yeah i love i love it when bands do that so if if you need uh if you need sort of affirmation to do that kind of thing fucking do it i'm down for it so <laughs> yeah, love to hear that um yeah no i still think that song's really fun and uh it would be cool to hear that live but <laughs> god yeah if they i i would not want to play that play that breakdown live so no it's <laughs> horrible watching them they're just like in pain in physical pain it's all right if we play it first but if it's in the at the end of the set Will's legs are tired. yeah exactly it's not gonna happen it's not gonna fucking happen <laughs> um yeah just break out at uh at tech fest and just don't tell the band like we're playing it by the way <laughs> yeah <laughs> trial by fire they have to do it they have to get through it they'll probably just walk off honestly they'll probably just walk off <laughs> yes they'll be like no you know what this this band shit is not worth it anymore it was a good run. It was a good run, you know. I got all my feelings out on this record, but that's that's all. I don't, that's it. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to sort of circle back to the album as well and just say uh, it's kind of a scary thing doing a second record, isn't it? Like uh, the follow-up. It's the big follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for us, we weren't that worried because we were so done with culling culture. And we like, I don't want to shit on ourselves, but we didn't like culling culture as much as we wanted to. So for us, it was almost like we can let go of culling culture and actually do this right. It wasn't a case of our first album is our best album and how are we going to top it? It was, oh, thank fuck we can let go of the first album and do an album that we actually really feel is authentically us and feel connected to. Um, so for us, it wasn't like we're worried about topping it. It was just, we can finally, you know, release shit that we're incredibly proud of. So yeah, it was, um, it was that really. Um, and, uh, but it, it was hard trying to get out of the writer's block that took almost a year. Um, and that, that was pretty shit. But then as soon as, as soon as um, we figured it out, like I said, it was written and recorded within the space of about three or four months. So, yeah, it was a very slow and then very fast process. Yeah, it's like you're you're on this like long stretch where you feel like you can't see the end of it, and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, that's it, we're done. Yeah, yeah, Great. figured it out. Yeah, must almost feel like anticlimactic. Weird, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, obviously with Culling Culture there was a long build up. Um, oops, sorry. Um, yeah, with Culling Culture, there was a long build-up, whereas with this, it was just like, oh, yeah, we've recorded it, and, uh, yeah, the first song is coming out in a month, 
So yeah, it's gone by very, very quickly. That's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Culling culture was about two years between recording and release, wasn't it? Something like that? Yeah, long, long time. Long yeah. time. Cannot even imagine how grueling that is, but so it hey. was during all the COVID shit as well. So it was just oh, of course. Yeah, it was just a very sort of love hate relationship with that album. Um because of all the all the COVID stuff. So yeah, we're kind of glad to put it behind us. Still love it, but in a very sort of um, <coughs> detached way. Um, and yeah, we're just happy to be moving on now. Yeah, it's like you love it, but you're happy to leave it behind to move yeah. on to something bigger and better, which yeah. I think this album, in pretty much every regard, is bigger and better than Culling Culture. I think it is just like a riot. It's a good fucking record. It's a Thank good you. fucking record. <laughs>